Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Now Moses was anointed and had the Spirit upon him. But now, see, I said the Spirit was only there upon certain ones to do certain jobs. And uh, now, as the Spirit of God is upon Moses, he says, bring these people together and I'm going to put the same spirit that's on you on them. Now look at 1125. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him and took the spirit that was upon him and placed the same upon the 70 elders. Now he took the same spirit that was upon Moses. Now he placed it on the 70 elders. And it happened when the spirit rested upon them that they prophesied, although they never did so again. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, Meant to Stir the World, by Ken Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful message. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Ken Hagan. We're living in a time when God is doing something in this earth and he is going to do it with the moving of the Holy Spirit because that is the power of God. Okay? Now, I want us to take a look, brief look at the Holy Spirit working and how it works. If we're going to do this, we have to start with the Old Testament. Okay? The Old Testament, the Spirit of God, only came upon certain people. Hello? You see, it came upon certain people to fulfill certain offices. He did not dwell in all the people like today. This was because the sin nature was still in man. There was the shedding of the atonement lamb and the blood was applied for the overlooking of their sin. You see, they were not redeemed. That blood that was applied to the scapegoat and then taken before in the altar and burned and sacrificed and so forth, you can go study it out and it, there's many books and stuff that has it in there. But they, they turned this goat loose that they'd put the blood on out into the wilderness. It was called the escape goat. And that was a signification that God was covering the sins of the people, but they hadn't been redeemed. They had not been changed. Hello? The Holy Spirit could not dwell in the people. Because the Holy Spirit cannot dwell in an unclean vessel. So the Holy Spirit dwelt in the Mosaic Tabernacle and also in the temple in Jerusalem. You will go and read that that Mosaic Tabernacle that was built in the wilderness as they were traveling. God gave specific instructions of how it was to be built, what it was to be built with, and he gave specific instructions of how 
Each and every one was supposed to purify themselves and cleanse themselves before they ever entered into that. It was divided into the outer ground where the brazen altar was and the laver for washing. And then the holy place on the inside where the table of showbread was at and the candlestick that burned continually. Now you see, there was different ones that took care of these things to keep them going. But they had a, you read it and it will tell you the ritual that they must go through in cleansing themselves and putting on certain certain garments before they are ever to go work around the labor or the brazen altar or go into the holy place to replace the oil so that the lamp does not go out to replace the showbread. But then there was another place called the Holy of Holies. That's where the Ark of the Covenant was. And the Spirit of God dwelt there in the, on the Ark of the Covenant between the mercy seat. Only one person could go into the Holy of Holies and that was the high priest. To go into there, he had to go through a cleansing ceremony from his body being washed a certain way to all of his clothes being prepared in a certain way and put on in a certain way. And they were very careful to do this. The high priest garment that he wore into the Holy of Holies was the only one that had bells around the bottom of it. You know why? Because as long as they could hear the bells tinkling, they knew that he had measured up to the anointing. Also, there was a rope that was tied around his ankle so that he could be pulled out of there if he didn't measure up. You will remember that the Ark of the Covenant had been over in the Philistine territory. And David went to get it. And one of the people that was not supposed to, you're not supposed to touch it. The ark was, they weren't carrying it like they were supposed to in the first place. They had it in a car, ox cart. God had given specific directions that there were poles that went through and the priests were to carry it on their shoulders. But it was wobbling. He put his hand up to restrain it and dropped dead. And you remember that they stopped right there and they left the Ark of the Covenant at Obed-Edom's house. How many of you read that story? Yeah, and it stayed down there for a while. But then they finally went and got it and did it the way they were supposed to. There's no shortcuts with the anointing and the power of God. Hello? Now you see, the anointing of God was in that holy place. You see, and there were only certain people that were anointed by God to go into these places. We see with Moses, as the Spirit of God began to move upon him in Numbers 11, 
16. So the Lord said to Moses, gather to me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be elders of the people and officers over them. Bring them to the tabernacle of meeting that they may stand there with you. That's to the tabernacle in the wilderness. That's bringing them inside of the gate, inside of the walls there, into the area where the labor was and the, the sacrificial offering. Then I will come down and talk with you there. I will take the spirit that is, listen to this, upon you and will put the same spirit upon them and they shall bear the burden of the people with you that you may not bear yourself alone. Now Moses was anointed at the spirit upon him. But now, see, I said the spirit was only there upon certain ones to do certain jobs. And uh, now, as the spirit of God is upon Moses, he says, bring these people together and I'm going to put the same spirit that's on you on them. Now look at 11.25. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him and took the spirit that was upon him and placed the same upon the 70 elders. Now he took the same spirit that was upon Moses. Now he placed it on the 70 elders. And it happened when the spirit rested upon them that they prophesied, although they never did so again. See, the Spirit of God was upon Moses and nobody else. But now God realized that Moses was having a difficult time directing all of these people. So, because you see, he's the only one that had the Spirit of God upon him. So everybody was coming to him for answers. Thank God, everybody don't come to the preacher or the pastor for answers. Because you see, then they all come. He was the only one that had the spirit. Thank God, you have the spirit in you and we'll get to that later where you can talk to God yourself. They could not talk to God themselves. So they had to come to Moses. Now Moses, is, he can't handle it and God said, okay, Here's what you do, Moses. And he put the spirit upon, upon the 70 elders who could help him. The, the spirit rested upon no other Israelite except Moses and the 70. Hello. Now, let's, you know, we realize that the spirit moves as he wills. Now look at this. In Numbers 11, 26, and 29. But two men had remained in the camp. The name of one was Eladad, and the, and the name of the other was Medad. And the Spirit rested upon them, and they were among those listed, but who had not gone out to the tabernacle yet. They prophesied in the camp. And a young man ran and told Moses that Eladad and Medad were prophesying in the camp. So Joshua's son of Nun, you know, Moses' assistant pastor, <laughs> answered and said, Moses, my Lord, forbid them or stop them, Moses. They're not supposed to be able, to, they're not supposed to do this. Now, why would he say stop them? 
because he understood that nobody had the Spirit of God upon them except Moses and those in which the Spirit of God had come upon. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. It's the classic DVD, Gathering Up the Spoil by Kenneth E. Hagan. On this power-packed DVD from Camp Meeting 1998, Kenneth E. Hagan explains that you're opposed by a defeated enemy and teaches you how to gather up the spoil of the battle Jesus won. Deliverance, salvation, divine healing, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, righteousness, peace, and joy. This timeless teaching DVD is just $14.95. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Winter Bible Seminar is coming up in February. Oh, yeah. February the 16th through the 21st. It's also worldwide homecoming. From all of the Rayma. schools all over yes. coming in. In fact, I got a, I got a, a, a message today, a, an email from uh, uh, Keith Higginbotham in Bangkok. Okay. And... They're coming and bringing 25 to 30 awesome. with them. Awesome. I know that uh, from the schools in Brazil, they're, they're bringing what? About 300. About 300, I think. Uh, of course, we got 175 schools in 47 nations, I think it is. But, and, but Winter Bible Seminar is for everybody. Yes. We just make homecoming out of it. But actually, if you have ever, ever had anything to do with partnering with, with this ministry in prayer and with your financial gifts, you want to come because right. it's going to on display. See your investment. Yes, yeah, see your on display is going to be all the people from all over and you had a part in that. If that you ever right. give $1 to this ministry, you had a part in that and I want you to be here. I want you to see it. Tomorrow, more from Reverend Hagan on this powerful teaching. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.